It's your boy Rabino. And this DJ Erm in the building. And you listen to the Up and Up podcast. Yeah. Wait, what are we doing? I don't know. Just listen. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do, what it do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuning to the Up and Up podcast on the Up and Up Network. I'm your host, Rabino. And I'm DJ Earn, man. What's up, man? You got some you got some energy today, bro. Yeah, man. Come on, man. It's the weekend. Yeah. Let's get it in. It's the end of the weekend. End of the weekend, yeah. yes, sir. Thank God. It's been busy, bro. Yeah. Shout out to all the graduates, though. Yep. It's shout out grad to weekend, man. So shout out to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, man. If this is your first time tuning in, as I stated, this is the Up and Up podcast. This is the podcast where we're focused on cultivating culture, right? Mm-hmm. We do that by providing amazing stories of individuals, groups, movements, right? Um, yes, hustlers, shakers, mm-hmm. right? They're kicking down doors, right? Mm-hmm. Breaking down walls. Yeah, I can keep going, man. Mm-hmm. I got metaphors for days. Yeah, yeah. But 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 ultimately, <laughs> these are these are um, individuals who are taking up space in in various different industries, um, and making a way not only for those who are currently here, but those coming from behind, right? The mm-hmm. next generation. Yeah. Um, you know, we got to shout out the family members, right? The mm-hmm. consistent supporters, viewers, listeners, um, not only of the Up and Up podcast, but the Up and Up platform as a whole. Shout out to y'all, man. We appreciate you. We love you, we thank you, and we're going to keep rocking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family, right? Yes, sir. Right? How you feeling, man? I'm good, bro. Nice jacket, bro. Thank by you. The way. Thank you, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, I had to get fresh for this one. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This, this, is, this is a heavy one. And, and um, for those, if this is your first time tuning in, um, just to kind of give some insight, we're, we're really focused on storytelling here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's our MO, and... and, and you know, uh, talking about the journeys and we want to bring something that's going to inspire and uplift all of us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and today's guest, I would say someone who I would describe as a true marathon runner. Um, but someone whose demonstration is nothing short of motivating. And, is, and it's, it seems like a lot of it is demonstration over presentation. Right. I, I like that. I like to describe it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely a true culture cultivator who's keeping everything he's doing on the up and up, right? Yes, sir. Um, a little bit of insight on the brother and the work he's been doing currently. Um, he's the owner and operator of Fast Growing, an amazing barbershop, hairstyling, and grooming service known as Day Makers. Um, and this this is someone who has years and years and years uh, which has been put into mastering his craft, but he's also been able to grow as an entrepreneur um, in many different areas as well, as well as as well as the creative space. Um, in 2020, he launched his creative content platform and brand known as Whips and Cuts. Um, and like I said, man, his demonstration is is very inspiring. Um, I mean, obviously, we've been able to see it up close. Um, to a degree, but I, I really think this is someone who young entrepreneurs can study and learn from, um, and we're excited. We're excited. We're honored to have him here in the building today, right? Long overdue, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's just get straight to him, and our guest is none other than the one for his exceptional cuts, but not to be mistaken with those who take shortcuts. All right. Our guest, All right. you like that one, right? right? Our guest is none other than Fasel Ashete. Can we get a round of applause, man? Yeah. Give it up, give it up, give it up, man. How you doing, brother? Man, I can't complain, man. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, man. It's a pleasure yes, to have you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How's your yeah. day going, man? It's good, man. A lot of graduation. Uh, celebrating people's lives this weekend. Mm. All the mm-hmm. UW grads and uh, all the people that graduated from their master's program. It's, yeah. just, it's 
dope to see them succeed. Yeah. Right now. You know, I've seen them grow from middle school to college. Yeah, yeah, know? it's inspiring. Yeah. It's inspiring, man. Well, man, shit, speaking of growth, you know, we always start the show with, with the quote of the day, right? Yes, to, sir. To, to help the show grow uh, and the episode grow. And Erm got the quote. What's up, man? What you got? All right, man. The quote of the day is success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. Mm. Who's that quote by? Uh, Robert Collier. He's like an author, writer. Mm. Okay, I can see. Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit before exactly, the show, too. Exactly, that's yeah. why. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. You know, my mentality <laughs> is like, lay, lay a brick a day, man. That's yeah. what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, um, now, now, Fossil, um, obviously, you know, what we do up here is talk about the journeys that people have gone through to get yeah, to where they're yeah, at. Yeah. Um, but before we dive into the journey, I did kind of want to tap in, you know, you you being a barber and really, really great one at that. Um, I did kind of want to get your perspective um, in terms of how you describe like the name and brand Daymakers and what it represents, not only for you, yeah. but I, I guess your clients and maybe those who may be interested in learning more about it. Like, how would you describe it? You could talk to the mic too. Well, the name Daymaker came up. uh, I realized that in this industry, it's more than just haircuts. Mm. You know, uh, people are fixed on giving the best haircuts, but you you don't really remember the haircuts. You remember how you felt when you left. Mm. You know, that's what brings you back, and that's what gives you that retention, you know, Mm. that that repeat customer. and uh, people would come in for graduations, weddings, funerals, dates, or, you know, they're kind of down. They want to, you know, pick themselves up. Or, mm-hmm. And uh, they were always like, you made my day. Mm. You know, you made my day. Oh, my God, you saved my day. And that just something that kept repeating, you mm-hmm. know. And then uh, I was like, I'm making a lot of days out here, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. we just played with the words a little bit. And then, boom, Daymaker happened, yeah. you know. And, yeah. uh, and it was a... It was a great marketing strategy because it didn't, like, you know, really focus on haircuts because, you know, again, if I'm remembered just for haircuts, you know, yeah. I've done a disservice because there's so many umbrellas, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that, that, that that's under this, you yeah. know, industry, yeah. you know, yeah. your counselor, your, your big brother, your, you know, a friend, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... Everybody comes to you for their own little reasons, yeah. but you're you're more than just you know cutting hair. Yeah, you know? no, that's so real. I'm glad you touched on. It. I'm, I'm glad you broke it down that way because there, I brought that up because there's. I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions from the outside looking in on on a lot of different industries and yeah. barbering being one of them because y'all big. y'all are super important, bro, and, mm-hmm. and especially in, in the males' lives. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, for a lot of reasons though, not just to, not just for the aesthetic, right? Uh, but yeah, yeah, man, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, man. Let's get into the upbringing. Uh, what was it like growing up? Where you from? You know. Yeah, uh, I grew up. You know, I'm from Seattle, uh, specifically South Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, grew up in the Hollies. Uh, grew up in the Vistas. Uh, you know, the nine eight one one eight zip code is very diverse. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I've br- I've crossed paths with you name it. You know, and just being in this industry. I've, you know, I've brushed along with the best of them, you know, and I, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, man, just, yeah, just, just a little, a little African kid from the South end, you yeah. know, and just, uh, I'm here today. Yeah. When, when you look back on kind of your upbringing, because it, like, um, it, it could seem like you, you're collectively experiencing your upbringing with a lot of people who are yeah. close to you, but like, can you look back and be like, damn, okay. I could see how that may have developed me maybe differently than maybe other people. Are there, th- are there, are there things that you can look back on? Yeah. Uh, all the hardships, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, all the bumps in a the row, they make you who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 
loss of a parent, uh, barely graduating high school, mm-hmm. uh, you know, losing some friends, like, you know, they all build you, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look at, uh, uh, negative things as losses, you know, I look at them as lessons, mm-hmm. you know, like each ding prepares you for your at, like right now, mm-hmm. you know, so some of the things I wanted in my life, I wanted them like 10 years ago, but yeah. I would have tricked it off or messed it up. So yeah. I'm grateful that I had to go through those lessons to appreciate and really happy for what I got yeah. right now. Yeah, no, that's that's so real, bro. I, I was talking to someone about this where, you know, you always hear people talk about like, yo, I'm built for this. You know, yeah. like you hear that a lot, but yeah. I always I always look at it like, nah, you built yourself for it. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of times you got to realize like we're constantly building ourselves. Yeah. Right. And, and I'm glad you touched on that because I, I just I bring that up because I think reflection is just super key, man. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, e- even like within my group, like when we when we sit with WNC and we talk about certain things and we hit roadblocks, you know, we want to sit there and complain or find, you know, why us, you know, you know, but I always tell the group, like, why not us? You mm-hmm. know, like, if mm-hmm. we go through certain things, why not us? Mm-hmm. You know, like, as much as we want the glitz and the glamour, we will have to take these L's too. So why not us? Yeah, you know? I like that. No, nah, for real, bro. Um, so uh, what, what was like some of the, like your early interests? Like, what were you interested in, like growing up? And everything like that. Uh, early interest would be you know sports. Clearly, uh, um, oh, you hooping? Man, I, I would love to say I'm mm-hmm. good at hoop, but I've been I've been I've been sitting on a bench for a while. <laughs> I, I love football. Growing up, I love contact, so I, I play football a little bit. Uh, but just you know, just the whole sports is the camaraderie around sports. Yeah, you know? yep, I just got sure. a competitive nature, you know. Um, and also traveling, you know, as, you know, me and Ern, we took some trips back in the day when we was young, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so trips, yeah, I'm a big foodie guy, too. I like yeah, to eat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm curious, though, like, um, I feel like uh, everybody growing up, like, may have had their, like, taste of, like, the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? Um, and I, I'm curious, like, did you always have the entrepreneur entrepreneurial spirit growing up, or were you more, like, more so looking to find a craft, right? Like, which one came first for you? For me, it was a craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entrepreneurial spirit, it kind of like, uh, I always tell people when you go into one lane, other doors open, mm-hmm. but you, you, you have to put yourself in position for that to, you know, come to fruition, you yeah. know? So yeah. for me, in, in the beginning, I just wanted to figure out how to cut hair. I okay. just, I want to master this. This That was all that was on my mind. Gotcha. And then... Uh, once I got that part down, uh, you know, you start to, you know, especially with the help of social media, you know, they, they put a lot of things in your face. They plant seeds, you know, mm. over time. You just be like, maybe I could do that. Mm-hmm. You, you take a little leap and then you're like, wow. Yeah. It's not as uh, hard as I thought it was. Yeah. No, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm just always curious, like, especially like you getting started in barbering and cutting hair. It's like, you know, sometimes people just want the quick come up. And then some yeah, people see it yeah. as like, yo, I'm really good at this. I want to get yeah, good at the craft. Mm-hmm. And and then eventually they'll realize their worth. Like, oh, shit, I can really make yeah. money off this, right? You know what I mean? So It, it, it took a crowd for me to get to this position mm-hmm. because I, 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 you know, growing up, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be a barber. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was the back end thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you don't look at barbering as like the go-to thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's referred as like the side hustle or mm-hmm. something you do on the side. It's mm-hmm. never been like, this is the game plan, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so uh, it, it took it like I had I had a friend named Yiddy. You know, he always 
He was like, you should go to school for this. You should go to school for this. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. You know, when a close friend tells you something, you yeah. don't you don't really listen to him. You kind of yeah. discourage yeah. it. Like, bro, you're just... You're, you're just saying it because it's me. And, yeah. and then we had another friend that pulled up, my guy Lorenzo. Uh, we were just, you know, just just, just making fun of each other, laughing yeah, yeah, all day. Yeah. And then finally he was like, I don't know why you don't go to school for this. You know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you do a whole full-time job and then come back and cut hair. Yeah. You don't enjoy your weekends. You're usually getting people to get ready to go. To, he said, you might as well go to school for it and get paid, you know. He was more of the entrepreneur person in our got group. You, got you, know? you. So he's always, he got the bigger picture, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, it's everything Giddy was saying, you know, yeah, but but yeah. hearing Zoe say yeah, it, it was kind of mm-hmm. like. Same message, different messenger, yeah. You know, and I was like, yeah. you know what, you're right. Yeah. I, I should go to school for this. Yeah. You know, Yiddy, hot. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm just saying it's like that was my time. idea, bro. <laughs> Give me the credit. <laughs> Well, but they yeah. both they both get credit. You know? Yeah, you know, so it's you know it, it's more than them too. There was other people in yeah, it, but mm-hmm. it, I think Zoe was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, all right, now I gotta. I love that. You know, let me do this. Yeah, yeah. no, that's dope, bro. So, so what made you like in the beginning take it seriously and like? Because I remember you was cutting at the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um. I mean, it wasn't random, but I was like, oh shit, Fosso cuts hair now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. So like, what gave you the push to really like really take it serious? I mean, so after so I had Clippers in high school. You know, mm-hmm. I was lining people up. That's all mm-hmm. I could do is line people up. Just to I was like in between guy. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I moved down to uh, Atlanta to go to college, and uh, you know, I think isolation bring breeds skill sets. You yeah, know, yeah, or yeah. it lets you focus on certain things. You yeah. Know? I feel like when there's a crowd or a group of people, you really can't hone in or focus. They distract you from that solitude that mm. you need. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, while I was down there, uh, I bought some clippers, and uh, I just played with them. Yeah. You know, n- nothing too crazy, you know, in between. I started cutting all the dorm mates and all that. And yeah. then over time, it just got better and better. Yeah. And then uh, I was just like, ooh, I could really yeah. – I think I could do some damage here, yeah. you know. And, yeah. Uh, it's just – I just, I never, I never really for sure put down clippers. I've had them since high school all the way until now. Like yeah, I've always mm-hmm. played with them. And then these last, like 2015, after I, you know, graduated from cosmetology school, uh, I kind of stepped it up. Mm-hmm. It was, it was an everyday thing. Okay. And then it took me about six months to like find my situation. And then from there, you know, it's like, you never really like, I hear barbers say they hit mastery level. Mm-hmm. I don't think no barber really hits mastery level. Mm. I, I think they just consistently get better, mm. you know. And I think mm-hmm. the moment you stop learning, I think that's when you retire. Mm-hmm. Even now, every like six months, I'll learn something, whether it be I speed up or yeah. a new tool or there's just so much to learn in this industry. Yeah. Like you can't master this. Yeah. Like, you can't, you know, it's just your time to leave, but yeah. it's not, you can't master it because as soon as you get the, the skill set to like the craft, now there's a business side. Yep. Once you learn mm-hmm. the business side, now there's like, there's just so many things, you yeah. know, like the networking side. Like yeah. you, you like, and every client that I have is like a teacher, yep. you know, whether it be, they do crypto, they do real estate, yeah. they do like, once you get past the haircut phase and you got to prove you're good yeah. as a barber, yeah. you get somebody for 30 minutes to give you game. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you allow it, yeah. you know, yeah. um, you're creating you're creating certain environments. I always tell people I'm going to class every day. That's, that's so, somebody's teaching me something every day. Yeah, your perspective is, is amazing to have, and, and I'm glad you touched on that because um, for for up and coming barbers, right, yeah. those who may want to get into the industry, because I think maybe at the time you started, 
like you said, it wasn't foreseen as like something you can do yeah. as a career. But I think now with social media, the images are being out there. Yeah. People are able to see that it's a real thing. Um, for the up and coming barbers, like, do you have tips for how they can kind of grow and scale, even though they're just kind of starting out? Maybe they're cutting at the house right now, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but like, how do you how do you feel that that would work for them? Uh, so when new barbers start, I, I tell them it's a, a high turnover rate because you just got to outlast the next person, you mm -hmm. know, because people quit on this when it doesn't pan out the way they want it. Mm -hmm. Like people think I'm an overnight success or I'm a COVID birth barber, you know, like mm -hmm. that's not what it was. Like, you know, I've been cutting since high school, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in the beginning, uh, your friends and family ain't your clientele, mm -hmm. you know? So when barbers, new barbers come out, they put the pressure on their friends and family. Like, yo, let me cut you. You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, but hair is not a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it for the next two weeks, yeah. you are, you know, you are responsible for this guy's yeah. hair, you know? So it's like in the beginning, you work on your craft, whoever allows you or, you know, blesses you to, you know, let them practice on them. Like I've had, I had friends, like I got a homie named Polly. He, he let, yeah. I done messed up his hair sometimes. <laughs> we sit back and just look at his cut like, whew. Yeah, that's like an early investor. You know, we, early we, 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 yeah. we know we go buzzy today, you know, uh, but, you know, he's good. And, like, people like that you want to remember in this industry. Like, yeah. you know, I give him lifetime free haircuts. You yep. know, it's like yep. whenever he wants it, he's good. He yeah. never takes them. But, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. He, he's good for it, you know. So, uh, you know, I had uh, one of my, like, my first few uh, clients were I had a, I had a homie named Ellis, a good friend of mine to this day. You know, I started him on my porch in my apartment, mm -hmm. you know, like cutting mm -hmm. him up. And then uh, I had uh, another guy named Daniel. uh he was a little brother of one of my homies, uh, BC. He, yeah. I don't, I think I put like a cool 300 hours on his head, you yeah, know, like yeah. just learning, you know, he yeah. didn't really care as long as it was wavy, you yeah. know, like, yeah. uh, yeah. so, you know, I was just blessed to have a network or a group of friends that were, you know, believe in you, you know, just like, yeah, you know, like do it on me. I don't care. Yeah. You know, like, mm -hmm. and, uh, it, you just gotta be humble. Like when you start off, you're not going to get a lot of opportunities, but when you do take your time, mm -hmm. you know, be very conscious of what you're doing as far as your tools. And, you know, now you got YouTube and all this to teach you how to cut. When I was doing it, it was just like, we're going to try to figure this out. Yeah. You know, we work with the guards. We try to flick. We try to make the best what we could do. But now it's like social media is out there. You can, yeah. you could go on Instagram and they'll give you a tutorial on how bro. to do it. It took me five years to learn how to do a taper. That's crazy. I could learn to taper an afternoon right now watching videos in uh, IG. You know, it's truly a craft, man. Yeah. It's truly like yeah. it's an art form. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think sometimes people just lose sight of that. They just think yeah. it's just you know obviously a business, but it's like bro, there's art to it too. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you touched on it earlier too, but what was the experience of uh, cosmetology school? Mm. Man, it, it's crazy how I got into cosmetology school because I wasn't like. Yo, I want to do perm rods and you know mm -hmm. take care mm -hmm. of women. Like that wasn't the my process behind it. It, it, it. Originally, it was there's no barber schools in the city. Yeah, there's none in uh, Seattle. There's none in the next like cities over. Mm -hmm. Like the the only barber that I was aware of was like Tacoma or mm -hmm. Federal Way. I was like, it's not realistic for me to go out there every day in the morning. Yeah, I was like, so I started looking at other options. Uh, I went to a school called Evergreen Beauty College. And uh, they were providing, I think at one point they were bar they were providing barbering, you know. And so I went over there to just shoot my shot to see if they still had that program. And yeah. they were like, yo, we don't offer barbering no more at this campus. We just do 
cosmetology. And I was kind of hurt, but I was just like, man, I'm not trying to drive all the way. When I sat and I thought about it, I was like, why not do the cosmetology route? Because you learn the whole game. Yep. Yeah, hair. exactly. Yep. You learn how to manipulate hair, how to control hair, chemicals. Like, th There's a lot of hair science that I learned just going to that school, mm -hmm. you know. Um, even professionalism, you know, it's just like how to sell products and stuff like that. Yep. I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, it was the best decision for me because, yeah. you know, I ended up opening a salon because of it. Yeah, it made you, know? you more well-rounded yep. you know, in so. terms of your perspective on the industry, too. Yeah. That, that's dope. Yeah. That's dope. And, and again, it might, it might not be for everybody, but it's, it's good yeah. to hear that someone like you has that balance, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. um, and what it's done for you. Now, um, you mentioned opening up the salon, opening up your own, right? Yeah. Um, now, obviously, um, you, you obviously were cutting in, in other shops, right? Yep, yeah. Um, and, and, and this is probably a similar role right now, maybe for some barbers who are currently in that in that role. But for you, like, when did you know or when did you feel it was time to step out on your own? Like, how does a barber know when it's time to step out on their own, if that's something they wanted to do? Like, for you, what was that like? So I got blessed. Uh, usually when barbers go out and start their career, they get into a barber shop where there's, like, 17 other barbers. Mm -hmm. It's like a meat market. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to find your own voice mm -hmm. it's like i think it's a blessing and a curse because with 17 other barbers you learn faster because you get to go and follow all 17 mm -hmm. and you could pick up a little bit from everybody mm -hmm. but it also drowns you out because it puts you in this market of survival of the fittest mm -hmm. you know it's like mm -hmm. you can't create your own your own style your own voice you know so i got blessed i had a, a friend of mine uh kevin kevin loyal i used to cut him up in the garage mm -hmm. uh I cut a lot of homies in the garage. Uh, yeah, shout out to the garage, man. You know, shout I love a lot of barbers. Yeah, no, the you garage know, works. Sticks, everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't did my bid in the garage. <laughs> yeah, uh, shout out to the garage. So we we was in there. It got to the point where uh, you know word got around and it was just a lot of traffic, mm -hmm. and I was just like, you know, it's tired of hearing moms. You know, like, hey, there's too many people yeah. here. You know, so yeah. I was just like, man, you're right. You know, she was like, everybody knows where you live. And she, she wasn't mad at, the, you know, the hair hustle, but she was just, you know, it gets annoying after a while. You know, yeah. I don't blame her. You know, there's always a group of men at the house, you know. Yeah. So I was like, man, I was telling Kev was my last garage client. I told him, hey, this is the last cut. I think I'm I'm done cutting. You mm. know, I can't I can't do this. And he was like, nah, we're going to have to find a solution. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, he, he he introduced me to uh, uh, OG OG dude named Frank Frank Taylor. Uh, he's a he's a he's a big barber in the CD. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, he's he's put on, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and when Kev was like, "Yo, like it in there." It's cool. he knows my vibe, you yeah. know. I don't like the big crowds, you know. Yeah. He's like, man, there's two OG barbers in there. It's chill, it's laid back. He's religious, man. He's on his professionalism. I think you'll like it in mm -hmm. there. And I was like, you know what? I, 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 I'll go see, you know, like yeah. I had a had a meeting with them. He said, pull up on me. It was like a Monday. He was like 10 a.m. Pull up. I pulled up on him. Uh, I came extra early, mm -hmm. you know, just good, good face forward. And uh, he uh, he put me on uh, Frank. Like I give a lot of credit to Frank because uh, the way he did it was he's a man of his word. Mm -hmm. He didn't pull out no contracts. He didn't he didn't bind me to a year, two year contract mm -hmm. or have me in a crazy like payment plan or mm -hmm. booth rent. And is that is that so is that normally what, what happens when you go and work like, at a barbershop? Now being in the business, I understand why they do that. Mm -hmm. But when you're new and you don't know this is what your life is gonna be, 
it's a big commitment. Got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really discouraging, you know, but the way Frank did it, he just he gave a handshake. Okay. He said when you want to leave, you can leave, when you want to stay, you can stay, you know, mm. but but this is how I operate. And he was just on some man principles, you know, yeah. and uh I really appreciate him for that because uh I wasn't pressured to be there. I wanted to be there. Mm. Um and so and, that's a, that's uh, a gem though. Yeah. Know, that's a lesson, bro. So, so when that happened, you know, um, he charged me rent, uh, about a week and first, first four or five months I was spinning in the chair. I had no clients, you know, I mean, I had a couple and this is where I go back to your friends and family ain't mm-hmm. your clients. Mm-hmm. It's one thing when they do it in the garage on a discount. And then when you're offering the service yep. at a place of business, you lose some clients, yep. you know, friends would be like, if I'm gonna pay that, I'm gonna go to the best guy. Yeah. And I ain't mad at it. Yeah. You know, I just, you know, I gotta work. Yeah. You know, it's time to work. So for four months, I was just spinning in a chair. And Frank used to always tell me, man, it's gonna be like he forewarned me. He said, It's gonna be like this, but if you, you know, if you put your head down and just go to work and, and watch us cut, you know, I have to tuck my tail and be humble. And I'd yeah. watch Frank cut for several days. You yeah. Know? And then we had another cat named Oda, African dude they used to cut, and he was heavy with the guards. Mm-hmm. Frank was clipper over comb. Oda was heavy with the guards. I literally watched them for four months. I would just sit. No matter how much my ego was, I would just sit and yeah. watch. And yeah. Like around the fourth, fifth month, you know, it's consistency. You know, like I got better and I was learning. Mm-hmm. I started getting my practice up. Then the clientele started rolling yeah. in. And, yeah. um, and Frank, Ended up opening up a second shop. He left. And when he left, he let me manage uh, his shop wow. uh, on 18th and Jackson. Wow. So, okay. Like, I don't think he knows it, but he, he kind of gave me the entrepreneur spirit because I'm closing, opening, yeah, managing, taking up care of orders. I pretty much felt like I owned the shop. Yeah. And by the third year of just running the shop by myself, yeah, I was just like, let me buy this shop. Yeah, you know, and I was telling yeah. Frank what what the numbers might be like, and he he gave me a number, and uh, I tried my best to execute, but it was a little too high, and, yeah. and I was like, man, this ain't the the situation for me. But it was always in my mind to to get it. Yeah, uh, and then my other shop that, that I'm in right now, that opened up during the perfect storm. COVID yeah. was a blessing. Yeah, you yeah, know, it was yeah. probably like the best years of my life because opportunities opened up. Yeah, yeah. And, I fell into that. And even as, you know, when you leave a barbershop, the owner of the barbershop feels some type of way when you leave, yeah. you know, but Frank came in, blessed my new shop, mm-hmm. asked me what I needed, contractors and all that. He's yeah. just overall just a good guy, you know, like, yeah, uh, no, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're uh, touching on that aspect. Cause I think um, for some people, it just seems so simple yeah. on the outside looking in. They're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. He worked here. And now yeah. he's like, I'm gonna go do my own thing. Yeah. And I'm glad that you're giving the description and the detail in terms of just not only um, being there and then transitioning, but the relationship yeah. aspect of it, right? And, and why it's important to build relationships yeah, with yeah. those that you're working with. Um, and then d- even being humbled, right? Yeah. Um, when I, I, I feel like when you go into, like, new spaces within your industry or whatever you're trying to pursue, um, sometimes what's working for you here ain't going to work for you over there. Nah. You know what I mean? Nah. And, and it, it's, it still works, but it just won't work the way it worked over here. And it's yeah. like you have to kind of come in with a clean slate. So I like that. Mm-hmm. So what was like, uh, what was that feeling? Like when you finally got your own shop, your own space? It doesn't hit you until yeah. like, uh, I don't know. I think like 
three months in, I, you know, after I paid a couple, you know, rent situations, I was like, okay, this is, this is real. This is yeah. this is it. You know, yeah. it is. It's you. It's it's different. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, you know, I think like third month out, I was like, man, this is this is me. Mm-hmm. You know, felt good. Yo, um, I'm so. also curious too. Uh, what 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 would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to being your own boss? Like that people just don't really know about, <laughs> but they need to know about before they get into this space. It's good for the accolades. Like it's good just to say you're a business owner. Like I still have a hard time saying that I own a business, you know. Uh, but when something goes wrong, <laughs> you're that guy. Yeah. There's no oh Frank gonna come in and fix this yeah. or you know there's. There, you, you're the you're the last line of defense. Like if you don't fix it, it don't get fixed. Yeah, uh, and it's just you, I, like I never saw the overhead. You know, I mm-hmm. always just saw me cutting, yep. lock the door, turn off the lights, and leave. You yeah, know, for like years. You know, mm-hmm. now it's like the plumbing go bad, the the boiler go bad, yep. the the there's a a fuse out. I, mean, there, I could go on for days, but if every little thing is you, yep. and uh, you can't just stack stack. You you gotta like save four situations. Yeah. Whereas the other way it's just it's all money in. Yeah. You know, so yeah. and it's like uh you you you're in first and you're out last. Yeah. You can't just midday pop out. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. like you're the yeah, you're the face, you know, like yeah. uh the other people that work for you per se, they can leave whenever they want, whatever, but you're the guy that has to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just different when you got that type of responsibility over your head. Yeah, but I also feel like it, it, it may um, put you in in more situations to become more solution, like yeah. a, a solution type of uh, be a problem thinker, solver. problem solver, yeah. right? Um, where once maybe at one point you weren't, right? So I, I, one thing I'll, I've learned is like, and this isn't even in business; this is in general. Like I feel like any obstacles are really just opportunities, right? But you got to view it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Any sort, any sort of resistance or obstacles, you got to view it as an opportunity. And it may not be easy at first, but eventually you'll start to see like, okay, this opportunity to fold or opportunity to learn. And I think that's dope. I tell people it's, uh, I always harp on execution. You know, uh, I, when I'm at, when I'm at work, a lot of people share their dreams with me, their aspirations, their goals or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I always tell everybody, there's no such thing as a bad dream. The only mm-hmm. difference between your dream and somebody else's dream is they execute it. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's real. And you don't, and a lot of people, um, they don't see a full cycle of a mission. Some start, some go halfway, some give up. They don't really complete the whole cycle. And when you complete the whole cycle, your next venture, your next opportunity, you understand patience for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas one person just starts a lot of things that don't finish. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, you got to complete one cycle, no matter how big or small it is. So mm-hmm. you can see the complete, you know, like rotation of it. And yeah. then everything else become easy. Cause I finished like college or high school or barbering. Like I see a cycle. And mm-hmm. so now when I start merch or I start a business adventure or whatever, it's like, I understand patience. Yeah. I yep. understand like this is, yeah. This is part of it. Yeah, you know, where, it all transfers. You know, where people, like, you know, will give up. Like, that's why I always tell people, you just got to finish one thing. And once you finish it, all the other things will fall in line. That's real. That's so real. And it's part. It's also like being present. Yeah. You got to be present in the moment you're in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. I was going to bring that up, too. Like, how you went from barbering to opening up merch to yeah. trying to drop content, dropping yeah. content. Like, yeah. you know, like, how do you balance all that stuff? I mean, it, it, you really got to have passion for it. You know, you got to have interest in what you do. Uh, like I tell people, I, I really don't work. 
I love what I do. Mm -hmm. The next man might not, you know, this is just their stepping stone to the next big thing that they got, but I really love what I do. I'd be pumped to go to work. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't take new clients. I only really take walk-ins. I built my clientele base to where it's familiar faces mm -hmm. and it's a catch up with friends and family and, you know, new referrals that are still in the, in the ecosystem I cut in. You yeah. know? So it's just like, I come into work like nine or 10 and, I look up, it's like four. Yeah. You know, I don't take no lunch breaks. Yeah. I, I cut all the way through. Yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm just blessed to do something I love. Like, even if I hit for a million dollars today, like, yeah. I'll still be cut. <laughs> <Still because, laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I might complain I, I ain't going to cut no more, but I yeah. just, I love uh, the, the feeling of community that uh, barbering has given me. That's it's real. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, I remember when I was in high school, my counselor used to say, uh, so what do you want to do? What's your career? You know, and I used to be like, I want to help people. You know, some yeah. bogus shit. Yeah. Really, I just want the bag. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I want to help people. I want to help you know? people. Yeah. I want to be like a counselor or something. Yeah. You know, they're looking at me like, it's bogus. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, I'm counseling you, bro. You know, so, but I, I landed in a field where I really do counsel and I get my money. And it's just, I, I, I gain the network. Uh, it, it's crazy the people I cut. I think I have, you know, every barber says they got the best clientele, but mm -hmm. I, I think... My clientele is hands down, like, one of the best. Uh, yeah. Long story short, my mom was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. She had long-term COVID, and I think they had they they said she had a, a aneurysm potentially in her brain, and she needed brain surgery. Mm. But, you know, I'm not really informed in the medical world. I don't know how to do the deductive reasoning and research, you know. It's like, you know, it's like, man, if you got to do it, you got to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm not knowing. Yeah. I have a, a, a client by the name Cliff Clifford. Uh, he's a... Uh, <laughs> he's a surgeon at uh at, at uh, Swedish he's okay or no Providence he's a surgeon at Providence mm. he saw my name on the emergency contact on the on the board mm. and he was like double checking and he was like oh that's you and he hit me up he said is your mom all right I'm just thinking like you know a guy that just checks up you know because yeah. I told him my mom was going through something he was like man she's on the list of patients I was like yeah man she went in there he's like how come you didn't tell me you know you know yeah. you know I work here you know, people tell you, yeah. you're not going to go fact check. You know, he yeah. tells me he's a mm -hmm. black surgeon. I'm like, ah, oh, that's what's up. Yeah, you know, I'm not yeah, going to. Yeah. There's no follow up. Yeah. So he was like, man, I'm going to look into it. You know, and he went in and looked into it and realized that my mom didn't need the surgery and really saved her from a lot of things. Wow. You know, and it's just like. That's a blessing, bro. It's, it's crazy. Real. That's you know, a blessing. So you don't know who you're going to meet in this industry. You don't know what type of network you're going to have. So he really just saved my mom from some crazy surgery she didn't really need. And I was just telling my mom and she was just. Yeah. Grateful. See, that's know? that's the intangible shit that yeah. like you'll never see. Nobody will see. You know. But like that's what keeps you going to work sometimes. People don't you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. sometimes people only see the, the thing, right? That you do, the craft and how it's done and what it can what you can gain from it. It's, but man, they it's, don't know what may be keeping people going back and continuously doing it after they've already attained some of those things, right? Bro, it's and opened up crazy doors. That's so dope, bro. It's put me in rooms and places of people I shouldn't be with. You mm -hmm. know? So it's just, I don't know. I, I really, I think it's a privilege to cut hair and share your life with other people and, yeah. you know, vice versa. And they, and they teach you shit too. You, you know? got to be open. Yeah. You got to be open for it, bro. And and I'm also curious too, I, uh, staying on kind of the, um, the power of your, the client and barber yeah. relationship. Yeah. I think that's super powerful. Um, I guess for younger barbers who are coming up, um, like, was that something you always kept at the forefront or were you more so focused on like, okay, how can I make money from this? And then you eventually realize, oh, I got to be a people person. Like I got to be yeah. able to 
like be a, a, a you know someone who can keep a client right keep a client happy not just buy haircuts I think when everybody starts, it's, you know, clearly you want to get better in the craft. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, I got to get this bag. Yep. So uh, young barbers, when they come in, they, they want a revolving door. Um, it, it's good, but uh, you you don't know when you lose a client. Mm-hmm. You don't know if your numbers are getting smaller or getting bigger, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and there's no accountability on your half because it's always a new face, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I try to keep, I try to keep my clients and I try to, like, you know, have them coming back, you know, like, uh, I don't be in no rush to get like new clients. I don't be, I want to keep the ones that I have and gain new ones through referrals. I think that's just a better healthy business system for yeah. me. I mean, to each is different, but yeah. to me, it's like, I want to know your life story. I want to know your growth, your pains. I yeah. want to, like, it's more than a cut. Like, yeah. I think you get to a level where you can cut good and it's like, you can go from, you know, sand to water. And then yeah. after that, what are you going to do? You know, yeah. like, you can't blend that much better, you know? Yeah. So, and, and and not everybody wants the best cut. We all do from time to time, but for some people it's consistency. Yep. So some people it's being reliable, being available. Mm. Like there's a thousand reasons why people will come to you. It's not always the best haircut. Mm. Some of the best people in this industry, uh, as far as like top earners, not the best haircutters. They're just they've understand business. Yeah. They understand how to be available and how to be present. How yeah. to yeah. you know relate to their clientele. And uh, you can't be an antisocial barber. Mm. just doesn't work. Mm. I, I've seen those. I, I know a guy that cuts really well, but he don't communicate. He don't articulate. Mm. So he's kind of capped off at the 50K, 40K mark yeah. because he don't want to, Yeah, you know, like people, some people, like I said, some people are not here for the best haircut. That's real. Mm-hmm. Some people come to you because they literally live across the street. Yeah. You know, like, no, so. I've, I've had that experience one time, one, one time, uh, this is when I had hair, but anyway, no, sorry. <laughs> but, uh, but what, but like, uh, my barber was out of town or some shit and yeah. I was like, yo, let me go just, I need one right now. Yeah, so yeah. I just went to a random shop and dude was in the chair. I was like, cool, whatever, bro. Just, you know, and I wasn't really so much concerned about the cut because I was like, either way, it ain't going to be like homie. You know yeah, what I'm saying? My yeah, guy. You built but, a relationship. But the dude was just like non-communicating, bro, like yeah. at all. You yeah. know what I mean? And I felt like, it, it, yeah, I, I know what you mean by that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel, I feel like anybody who's ever been in a barbershop knows what that feels like sometimes. As the years yeah, go bro. by, I, I focus on customer service. Like uh, if I feel like you're not satisfied or if I feel like, I ain't hit what I need to hit. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to let you leave without paying. I, I'd probably encourage it for you not to pay. Mm. It, it's not because it's not about the money at the end of the day. You yeah. know, I was supposed to provide a service. Every cut should feel like a wedding cut. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, if I don't deliver or on what you said. then Yeah. Man, it's, it's on the house. Yeah. Because no. it's like you could cut a million great haircuts, right? It only takes one bad review to destroy your, your, your yeah. empire. You know? That's real. And you can't as a new barber, you. You're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna win every time. Yeah. You know, we could blame it to an off day, but that's where the relationships come in and yeah. you know, all of that and yeah. it's like being accountable, you know. That's uh, so real, bro. Yeah. What what are like uh some parts of the game that like the average person might not know? Like when you're talking about when uh you were in Frank's shop, it was yeah. like booth rent, yeah, contracts, all that, like yeah. this is I didn't, I didn't news know. to us, you I know what I mean? I thought, so I thought like, it was like, yo, we need a slot to fill. But yeah. like, can you ex- so, explain the process of like maybe a barber trying to get into a shop and like, yeah. or just in general? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, so the way it works is, I mean, every 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 business owner runs their module the way they want. Uh, I've kind of adopted the Frank policy. Uh, I don't do contracts. Uh, I, 
like them, if they don't want to be here, I don't want them here because yeah. it's my business. If That's you're true. not happy to be here, why would I want a disgruntled employee? You That's know? real. So, so for me, it's I go week to week, and um, if, at any point in time you want to leave, the door is there for you. You yeah. could, you could bounce out, but the way in the industry how it goes is uh, people have on a, on a con- on a contract. Uh, it's usually six to six months to a year, just like a lease, like an apartment yeah. lease. Yeah. And uh, if you leave, there's penalties to it. You might yeah. have to pay out or whatever. Uh, uh, people, some people charge by the day. Some people charge by the week. Some people, like if you're in a real big salon, they'll charge by the month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then certain certain spots have like health packages, like uh, Great Clips or Masters or you yeah. know all these franchises. They give you like health benefits and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. new barbers usually go over there. And mm-hmm. start off and get their practice yeah and then they'll go to like a barbershop or whatever but yeah there's booth rent yeah um yeah it's, it's pretty much so when i first i mean because i don't know the full ins and outs because i started yeah. with frank and yeah. frank just when i walked in he was just like this is your rate for the week yeah and this is what you're gonna pay yeah and every saturday i paid him yeah and then i came back and it's like an apartment you know so like some people like there was like disgruntles in the shop where people go on vacation and be mm-hmm. like I wasn't there four days out of this week. Should I still pay? Yeah. Frank was a good dude. Yeah. Frank would be like, yeah, just, you know, pay me what you got. You know, he's a religious dude and it's cool. But on a business side, it's like your apartment that you sleep in. Yeah. You go and kick it at your homie's house and sleep for three days. Yeah. It doesn't get prorated. You got to pay it. You know, like, you know, bills have to still get paid. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. so, uh, I, you know, when I took trips and I left the shop, whatever, I always pay Frank, you know, regardless if I was there or not, yeah. you know, and it just gave me good work ethic. So, like, now I'm in my shop, yeah. I still have that same mindset, yeah. you know. Um, that's that's dope, man. And I think, yeah, I think, I think, and I'm glad you asked that because I think it's just in general, any any industry you want to get into, man, like, like anything, you're going to be fascinated at first by it, yeah. right? Like, you might see something, like you said, you might see someone doing it and you're going to get fascinated by it, but... Um, you also got to be willing and open to just go through whatever you got to go through yeah. to learn. But it also, like you said, it weeds you out. If you truly enjoy it, you truly love it. Turnover rate is high. Yeah. There's a lot of accountability in this industry. Yeah. It's not built for the faint. You know, like, you know, when your friends tell you or, you know, people tell you, you're just not that guy. Yeah. You got to stomach it. Yeah. You got to, yeah. all right, I'm going to get you next time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you are that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, but... um Part of part of being that guy is um, working hard to kind of create um, a lifestyle and a routine yeah. that fits your life and what yeah. you want to accomplish, right? Yeah. Because you know, if that's not the only thing you may want to do, right? Yeah, um, and so opening up other avenues and ways that you can kind of put your your brain power into, right? Um, you, we did talk about in the intro. You launched a creative content uh, platform and brand known yeah. as Whips and Cuts. Yeah. Um, could you talk about that? I know you got some of your team in here too, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Did, did you guys want to like touch on that and kind of explain the birth of that? I was I was, I was curious about that. Uh, how that came about. Yeah, I mean, do you want them to come up here? Yeah, yeah, you can bring them up here too. Oh yeah, yeah cop, come on, man! Before Mo, we bring, yeah, cop yeah. the merch too. Yeah, 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 we got. But yeah, uh, whips and cuts started from a need for uh, representing. My God. Us, you know, Mo. Yeah. What's up? What's I up? I'm gonna talk. Introduce yourself in the <laughs> mic, man. Who we got here? Uh, I'm a little awkward, but uh, my name is uh, Momo. Um, 
It's my guy, Fasil. We've been working together on whips and cuts for a long time. And yeah. yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, man. Shout yeah. out, shout out, shout out to you guys, man. But yeah, so uh, if one of you guys want to just kind of explain, like, I guess, um, the vision behind the brand and and um, what people can expect from yeah. from, from from it. You want me to shoot for it? You got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, you can talk uh, to the mic. Uh, so I mean, whips and cuts came from just the need to do something more outside of cutting hair. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, we. Like me being the sharpest, I hear a lot of success stories, but they don't get voiced. Mm. You know, they you don't see it. It's it's not it's not relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, and I always tell Momo, I was like, man, we're walking around legends, and nobody's really portraying them or giving them the opportunity to yeah. speak on it. And when they do speak on it, it's like they're already successful, and they mm-hmm. don't really talk about the grit. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. some guy opens up a restaurant, we're happy for him. You know, yeah. the first questions we ask him is. How'd you choose your ingredients? It's yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't want to hear how you. Or how much your, money you making? You know, like, yeah, it's yeah. like the little steps. You know, like what what was it? You know, and uh, so when we uh, started whips and cuts, it was just like uh, I want to hear the footsteps. You know, I want to hear the, the the struggle to your win. You yeah, know? Um, from every angle. You know, and so we interviewed a couple people. Uh, our first interview was a guy named Phil. Gergish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we had Gergish yeah, on the show. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's a, up and up yeah, alum. You know. Yeah. The show. And uh, everybody knows him as for being a boater comedian and all that, but there's there's more to him, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's what we executed on that interview and and what grooming is like for him, you know, because we have a, a cut platform on top of it. Okay. And, and, and we always ask the, the guests what grooming means to them or what grooming looks like to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they remember their first haircut and stuff like that. And uh, through that, merch was birthed. Uh, whips and Cuts merch. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean, I see it right there, yeah, man. It's know, all over here, man. We're binging out. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's the entrepreneur spirit just happened. And it's just, we uh, we just wanted to share stories. I feel like black stories are not shared as they should be. Yeah, you know? for sure. One time they're shared is we're on the news and it's not for the best things, you mm-hmm. know. So I just wanted to show wins in the community yeah I, like i don't care what you're doing yeah you know, if you're shooting yeah i, I want to be there to give you a voice yeah how little or big my uh my reach is yeah just let it be out there if i can catch one person then mm-hmm. may it be you know? yeah no that's real bro i, I i'm i'm um I, i'm always pushing people to like just build whatever platforms they want to yeah. build. We yeah. live in a day and age where it's like, yo, whatever you truly want to see in the world, you can bring it to life. Yeah. You can yeah. bring it to the people, right? Most and, definitely. And your people. And I'm glad that you touched on um, being a barber, bro. Like, you guys have conversations and you, they're they're private, right? Mm-hmm. It's all private. And obviously, for, for obvious reasons, but you do have access um, to understanding kind of like vulnerability and yeah. men opening up and sharing things um, about their journeys that, you know, maybe they don't share with nobody else. Yeah. Um, does that come with a responsibility, though? Do you feel a responsibility when you show up? Like, okay, I don't know what I'm about to get today. Instead of just showing up, like, Yo, let me just let me give that cut. Like, did you I have think, to mature into that and grow into that type of person, that counseling type of you, role? When I first came in, I, f- I felt like uh, I had to be a problem solver. Mm-hmm. So you tell me your problem, and then I try to go fix it. Mm. Then I realized... You can't fix people's problems because the decisions that they make are supposed to be what's best for them. Mm. So when I give you a decision, that's what's best for me. Mm-hmm. So I could deal with those consequences because those are my decisions, but you can't. Yeah. You're taking an L. And so what I started doing is I just started listening. Mm. Um, 
I just, people would vent and I would listen. And if, if anything, I'd ask a question revolving around it on how they felt. And they, at the end of the, the haircut, they're just like, wow, you're dope. But really, I just, they just needed to vent. Yeah, people need to be heard. You they want to be heard. They just want to vent. And so now my counseling is I let them vent. And if they ask me for a solution, I'll give them my solution. But it won't particularly be their solution. Yeah. Um, yeah. But people just want to vent. You know, yeah. and that's just, I just give them a space to vent or yeah. take a break. Yeah. They'll have a rough week with their lady or they'll have a, they might be getting fired and they sense it, you know, like, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. just, you know, we'll bump music, we'll chill. Like you dictate it, you know, uh, it's your time. And that's why I like when barbershops don't have 17 people in there. That's, yeah. And there's no, like, there's just no traffic. Yeah. You know? Like in my spot, there'll probably be one other person, but you know, you might cross paths when you leave, but yeah. for the most part. We dictate the music. We dictate the conversation. Yeah. We network. Yeah. And it's just like, I'll cut you, and then I'll cut him a couple hours later, and yeah. you guys have an interest in radio or yeah. personality. I'm like, yeah. you know what? You should talk to Erm. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's off that. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, there's a lot of backdoor deals that happen just off of intros. And yeah. I think barbers are clutch when yeah. it comes to that. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. I think as a barber, you should be listening and be an intentional person with your clients because you could possibly bless them. Yeah. I love that, bro. I love that, bro. And and the experience you're creating for your client is is important too. Mm -hmm. Definitely, bro. And it's also like another thing is with the introducing people, it's like uh, um, every business idea I do or every venture I do, I do as as a group thing. There's Mm -hmm. never where I come out and I'm the main dog. There's Mm -hmm. like... uh, Mm -hmm. There's that quote, you know, you can go quick alone or you can go far with a group. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. I believe in that with investments, with everything. Like, uh, I got my hands in everything I can get my hands in if it's a group effort. Solo yeah. efforts are hard because, you know, when it's just yourself, it's like you're not going to push that last rep. You're yeah. not going to, you know, yeah. you might take an off day. But yeah. when there's somebody next to you, now you're held accountable. Yep. Yeah, and you also got learning not good at everything. Yeah, <laughs> there's certain strengths, you know. Yeah, no, that's dope. Man. Yeah. that's dope. No, I'm starting. To, I'm starting to learn that too, bro. Because uh, I feel like back in the day, a little bit, it was like, oh, get it on your own, get it on your own. It's type great. Of, yeah, it sounds it's cool. good. It sounds yeah. good, you know. But then now it's like, um, you got to work with a team, you know. Yeah, a and ten year like, project could be a two year project if you mm-hmm. got a team. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's for me, is I always tell people if we're in a vehicle. I don't mind being a passenger. I don't mm-hmm. mind being in the back. As long as this vehicle is moving, I'm with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, it's it's ego and pride. You know, it's it, it'll get the best of you, you know, so. Yeah. I just want to be in a vehicle that's rolling, you know. I yeah. feel you. It's no, like no. if you're trying to drive from here to New York, <laughs> yeah. easier with, like, four people with you. Everybody rotates, you yeah. know, but the car you can't will do get it alone. There. Exactly. Yeah, you know, no, you know? definitely, man. Definitely, bro. Um, now, um, I, I am curious. Um, obviously, you got a lot of things that you're working on, right? Yeah. Um, you've, 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 you've worked hard tirelessly to get to a point where you're able to kind of dictate where you want to place your energy and your time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what do, you, what do you see for the future? Like, what is your outlook for the future? Like, what, are there things that you're kind of consciously looking at that you're like, yo, okay, I want to work on this. Maybe it might be the near future or the, you know, long, long term. Are those, are those things already there or you still working on those? I mean, we got we got a lot of things in play right now. Uh, besides haircutting, we we moved on to merch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved into a, a groom line of cosmetics with uh, a beer line, uh, curl treatment, mm-hmm. face scrubs, derma rollers with oils infused in them. Uh, we're trying to start a fulfillment center in Atlanta. Uh, we got a 
P2P uh, crypto trading investment platform with Mango with, with Mo. Okay. Do you want to do you want to touch on that a little bit? Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, essentially, the way Mango came to be birthed was like you can talk to a the lot mic, of talk the, to Mike. Yeah, just between me and Fossil and just all of the homies, we're consistently talking about investing, sharing ideas on what to invest in, mm-hmm. and we've been doing it for a long time. And then now you have friends and family reaching out to you, and it's not an easy game. You know, you get burned a lot of the times. Yeah, you, you yeah. really have to have some diamond hands. But it got really frustrating, and, you know, I've been in tech for a long time. Yeah. And it's funny because I think, like, I I remember the conversation we had. He was like, you know what, man, you should probably look into entrepreneurship. Like, yeah. you know, after, like, two years at, like, Stripe, I finally said, I was like, damn, he was right the whole time. Yeah. I was like, I should be doing my own thing. Yeah. And uh, put a team together, and, you know, just like on Whips and Cuts, all of our skills complemented each other. Yeah. So... We're in the process of building a creator to follower platform. We were able to fundraise. Okay. And uh, the whole goal here is like, you know, Coinbase, Mango, nobody can really like push you to buy crypto. Yeah. It's usually the people that you trust. Yeah. So we want to enable like a platform that allows you to do that. And it's kind of like, you know, rather than being like individualistic and you're investing, you go further as a group. So yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, kind of like allowing the community aspect to be entered into that digital currency space, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's dope, man. Thanks, man. It look was at inspired y'all, man. by WNC. Yeah, and, man. Uh, look, at, look at that, man. What was that? He told me, he's like, keep busy all the time because, you know, um, keeps your mind sharp. Yeah. Hell yeah. Definitely, man. Um, man, man, I, this, is, this is this is amazing. Um, Now, uh, before or before we do ask our, uh, this question. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, don't I, I know you're going to cut me off. I, I, I already know. I see it in your eyes, bro. So, um, <laughs> But where can people find you and, and I guess connect with not only whips and cuts and the merch, but daymakers and, and you know, follow you on social media and that, that whole thing? Um, it's, I mean, I'm not I'm not hard to get a hold of. It's, uh, you know, daymakers on IG, literally just daymakers. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be having a what is it? Shop, not Shopify. Mm-hmm. We'll have a Shopify for uh, our merch. Mm-hmm. We've been exclusive up until this point. We, we've only tried to sell like 100 items at a time. Yeah. I think now we've hit a big distributor where we, we can uh, offer uh, uh, daymakers, whips and cuts, uh, all the merch from tech to jackets. Like we we built up a roster of clothes. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, for uh, sure, for sure. We 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 were on the you know community and keep it exclusive, but it's just you know every time we sell out, you know I always get that you ain't have one more left yep, for me or yep. you ain't you know because. <laughs> Because in the beginning, I didn't think people were going to support the way they support. Yeah. You know, Seattle got a dark cloud over itself as yeah. far as support, but I think it's changing. Mm-hmm. I think people are actually shooting. It's like the support is immense, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. uh, I used to think it was just because I know a lot of people, but as I sit and listen to everybody sits in the chair, people are genuinely looking to support for people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I think that stereotype is getting beat down. Yeah, you know, so. definitely. I agree with that. 100%. Um, so. Shout out to Seattle for turning around. Yes, sir, man. And it's only going to continue getting better. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Um, Now, we do ask this question with all our guests. um, But before we ask that question, I I did kind of want to take it. I I wanted to get your perspective. If you can look back, right, on on Young Fossil, who's in that garage, just cutting night and day, right? Um, Like, what is is something you would tell him that you wish he would have known? Knowing with all that you know right now. As far as like for skill set or just in general? Just in general. Like what would you say? What would today, 2022 Fossil tell that guy? Uh, don't stop. Mm. Uh, I mean, it sounds 
basic and simple, but literally don't stop because criticism, uh, uh, jealousy, hate, like you know, all, all the all the negative emotions, they'll cripple people. You mm-hmm. know, but if you're in this industry where you serve people and you're around people, you can't let politics phase you. Can't let drama phase you. Mm-hmm. You uh, even when you're hurt, you, you gotta suck it up. It's, it's messed up, but as a barber, you're there to console people. You're, you're there to help. If you, if you start putting out your views and your thoughts and ideas into the world, you'll offend somebody, even if you mean well. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, I always tell people just don't give up, don't stop, just just keep going because mm-hmm. it's a numbers game. Yeah. By by the time you get to your thousands cut, mm-hmm. you're that guy. Yeah. You know, but a yeah. lot of people don't make it to that. Cause yeah. Know, so it's just don't stop. There might be breaks in between, but don't stop. Hell yeah. Can't stop, won't stop too. Yeah. I love that, bro. For real. That's big, bro. Um, now, um, like I said, we always ask our guests this question. Um, and this has been very um this has just been a very informative, bro, and, and, and uplifting mm-hmm. episode. I think a lot of people can definitely get take away a lot from this, right? For for many different reasons. But if you can, uh my brother if you can, what is one word to describe what keeps you on the up and up and why? Execution. Matter of fact, both of y'all can answer this question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and t- you can talk to them. For me, it's execution. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, uh, you could tell me ambitions and goals and dreams, but if you don't execute, mm-hmm. it's getting buried with the rest of the with the rest of the, the dreams and thoughts. You mm-hmm. know? So show me execution, and man, that's where I'm with it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mama, what you got? I think for me, it's like passion, you know, mm. I, I think like passion and execution well work well together. And it's just like consistently having the passion and keeping yourself motivated and inspiring others goes a long way. Hell yeah. Okay. Execution. Passion. passion. I love it, bro. Yeah, sure. Yo, man, this has been, like I said, this is, this has been very, um, uplifting man, inspiring man. And I think again, um, we're, 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 I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. We're, we're all here. everybody here is proud of you, and, and you know I think um you got you know you got support with us here at the Up and Up, and uh, we wish you much success moving forward, bro. You know what I mean. We're all we're all only just getting started, so there's so much more ahead. Um, yeah, oh, man. We gonna, yeah, we are gonna have a uh, part two to this too for Mango. So oh yeah, oh yeah, we, we guys will be come back on. for that too. Come yeah, on, come on, man. <laughs> he just planted the seed for the yeah, Mango. Hey, <laughs> Uh, but nah, man, uh, we appreciate y'all brothers for being here, man. Uh, sure. Again, keep pouring out, keep building, keep inspiring. You never know who's watching and, and, yeah. and needs to see what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, with that being said, I think it's safe to say, man, Fossil, Momo, Daymakers, Whips and Cuts, and the entire team are officially members of the Up and Up. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, wanted to give a shout out to Benium behind the camera. Hey, yeah. shout out to Benium, man. Actually, yeah. matter of fact, shout out to the clothing brand, too, man. BYVisuals.com. BYVisuals.com. Make sure you go cop that. But yeah, yes, man, sir. this has been a great one, man. All right, appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. My right, God. I'm going to tell you to flip the camera around. Yo, what up? It's Rubino. And this is DJ Earn. We hope you enjoyed that episode and that now you have a better understanding of what it means to live life on the up and up. To continue supporting the podcast and the entire up and up movement, be sure to rate, review, like, and subscribe. As well as follow us at underscore the up and up on all social media platforms to stay connected with everything the up and up has coming your way. Thanks for listening. And until the next one, keep it on the up and up.